This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the coronavirus now and the latest on the COVID-19 outbreaks. Four new coronavirus cases in B.C. announced yesterday by the B.C. government. Meanwhile, south of the border in the United States, we got the outbreak in Washington State and the multiple deaths reported there. That is too close for comfort. Are we doing enough to deal with this healthcare crisis, including how we protect frontline healthcare workers, especially nurses? Let's check in now with Linda Silas. She is the president of the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. That's the organization that represents all the unions across the country for nurses. Thank you very much for coming on. Good morning, Mike. Okay, I know you're concerned about how this is being handled, right? You don't think that nurses in particular are being protected enough on the front lines, is that correct? Yes, I think the federal government is doing a great job in uh, a public awareness campaign and uh, getting the public ready. But when it comes to nurses and healthcare workers, because we're close to a million healthcare workers in all, uh, we're we're failing. Uh, We need to speed up our prevention and speed up our training, our policies, and making sure we have enough personal protective equipment. Okay, let's talk about some of that equipment. And and I noted I noted that um, there was a, a little bit of, a, a bit of a scare, a coronavirus scare on a WestJet flight uh, a few mm-hmm. days ago, and that got a lot of media coverage. And I know something jumped out at you, right, when you saw some of those pictures on that plane. If there was some fears about coronavirus, right? tell me about your concerns there. Well, what didn't jump up on me, I travel a lot, as you can well imagine, and anytime there's a medical emergency on a plane, it takes a long time. It takes a long time for the paramedics to come in, takes a long time to get the patient out, and that's all security and understandable. But uh, you saw that the uh, paramedics and also the flight attendants were wearing proper uh, equipment to protect them from contact. So if the virus is uh, transmitted through contact or droplets, which means spit, or is it airborne? And when there's a possibility it's airborne, you need better protection. And that's where the debate on is it a surgical mask or N95 respirator comes around. And they were wearing the uh, protection. Okay, so if we're talking about airborne transmission of the of the virus, your concern is what that a lot of nurses are just being given surgical masks to wear. Like, would that would that protect them? Uh, what I'm concerned about is, and uh, your audience should know, I'm far from a scientist to decide which how the virus is being transmitted. What our expertise is on occupational health and safety, and the science is telling us today. And still on the government's website, it says the science is not clear. Is it transmitted via droplets or airborne? And we, as occupational health and safety experts, we say when the science is not clear, you have to go to the highest level of protection, 
when you're facing patients with uh, COVID or coronavirus, and that is the respirator for airborne uh, protection. Okay, how does, the, how does that respirator work? How, do, how does it protect people? So simply, you've seen uh, surgeons, nurses wear the paper mask, yeah. uh, the surgical mask. That's only for me to wear it. If I cough or sneeze, I don't contaminate you. I don't contaminate what I'm working in. That's all. It doesn't protect me as a healthcare worker or me wearing this. With an N95 respirator, it is fitted to your face. You get training on how to put it on, how to put it off. And if you as a patient cough, sneeze, bleed, but not bleed, but cough or sneeze uh, into my face, I am protected, uh, protecting my airways with this N95. So it is a big deal. But what is the bigger deal is that there's still a debate. Should healthcare workers, nurses, doctors get the ultimate protection when there's a possible virus going around? And us as union, we're saying, no, safety is not negotiable. You would not ask a firefighter to jump into a building of an unknown fire source without the proper equipment. But we're expecting nurses help. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Healthcare workers, doctors, to take care of patients who come in with the symptoms, the area of travel, and say, uh, well, we're not sure of the science, but here's a paper mask. Speaking to Linda Silas, she's the president of the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. So when you're saying that... If you were a nurse, you'd like to have access to this respirator if you're dealing with a suspected coronavirus patient. I can, I can certainly understand how a frontline health care worker would want the highest protection available. What is the challenge around that? I mean, there are hundreds of hospitals, tens of thousands of nurses in this country. Do they have enough respirators out there to, to, to outfit everyone that would need it? Well, if we get to the point, there's uh, close to 400,000 nurses across the country. If it gets to the point that we all need them, uh, yes, we need to find them. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about right now a little bit over 30 uh, clients, patients that have uh, the diagnostic in this country. They've entered either to Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal, and uh, they, they're not even, uh, maybe one is in the hospital right now. But uh, we're talking about a handful of staff that will need the protection. And I worked yeah. in intensive care and the emergency department. We have the equipment there. What is needed is leadership from our health ministers across the country to brush up the policies and say on the personal protective equipment, Nurses, healthcare workers, doctors are all going to be protected because we do not know the source of this virus. Okay, we've been down this road before. People will remember the SARS epidemic back in in 2003, and there were hundreds of cases of SARS in Canada, including 44 deaths. 
and a lot mm-hmm. of them were concentrated in Tor- in Toronto, in- including all including all the fatalities. Uh, mm-hmm. As I recall back then, I think some front didn't some frontline healthcare workers get sick back then. Yes, we for us we lost the two nurses there, and you're yeah. absolutely right. All the deaths were in Toronto because we didn't have proper policies and procedures. You had nurses, healthcare workers finish one shift in one hospital and walk across the street and go into another hospital and work another shift. All of that was happening in Toronto. And when the first case happened in uh, Vancouver, in BC, they were more equipped and they were able to control and treat patients appropriately and protect their staff appropriately. So this is why Ontario is leading on uh, protective equipment for healthcare workers on protective policies, and they follow occupational health and safety uh, guidelines uh, to the T. Okay, as I recall, after the SARS epidemic, I believe there was a, a review or an inquiry, right, that mm-hmm. came out with recommendations, right? Yes, with Justice Campbell, and that's yeah. where all healthcare unions really got a wake-up call because in health. Uh, through our history, safety for patients has always been number one. But safety for the workers uh, hasn't been number one. If I look at the private sector from a, a, ma- a paper mail to a mine to a construction zone, safety is number one for the workers. And since SARS, uh, we changed all our policies, our training, and a safety needs to become number one for workers in the healthcare field too. Because let's be real: if nurses are not safe, and, uh, patients are not safe either. And that is the message we're sending to every health minister. Okay, Linda Sila, she's the uh, president, Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. You mentioned that in uh, Ontario they seem to have taken more aggressive measures here to protect nurses and, and frontline healthcare workers. What are your, you represent a national organization here. What are your perspectives on other parts of the country? Like how are we doing here in British Columbia, in your opinion? So in British Columbia, uh, the nurses union and healthcare unions are working with the current uh, government uh, to up their policies and make sure that uh, they start the training in facilities and all of that uh, my understanding, last report I got from British Columbia was last week, so I might be a little bit late. They're not protecting for airborne yet, but healthcare unions are asking for the airborne protection, similar as Ontario, similar as the United States, Europe, the UK. We're not alone in this. So there are many scientists out there that agree that healthcare workers need to be protected for airborne protection for this virus. Uh, the exception is the federal government, and we need to move uh, past this. Okay, if, if you were, if the uh, federal health minister was listening to you right now, what would your what would your message be? The federal health minister did listen to me, and she understood. Uh, Patty Abdul understood. Uh, she was labor minister just before health minister, and she understands the rules of occupational health and safety and how workers and employers need to be directly involved. Uh, and we're waiting. Tomorrow we have a meeting with the Public Health Agency of Canada to try to improve and bring to date uh, their policies or their guidelines that are currently online. Well, it's, import- it's very important stuff. Thank you very much for taking the time today. I thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. That is Linda Silas. She is the president 
Um, the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. So that's the organization that represents all the nursing unions across the country. And you heard her making the case there for better protection for nurses and frontline healthcare workers.